It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're checking in with a couple of returning friends of the show. We've got actor-comedian Rodrigo Fernandez-Stoll, who recently went viral, no pun intended, of course, and now has an all-new album on Comedy Records, and our friend Mark Anthony Sinagoga, who somehow managed to pull off an entire tour of the West during quarantine. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Happy anniversary! Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to another Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and of course coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, or streaming content in your basement right now, it's probably fine. And of course, it is our five-year anniversary. We're still recording remotely during COVID. We've got Vince Tedesco, our producer, on the line here somewhere. How are you doing, Vince? I am good. November 8th, Sunday, November 8th, 2015, is when we recorded or when Inside Jokes first uh, hit the airwaves. And now it's Sunday, November 8th, 2000, or 2020, and I'm talking to you on a cell phone in a you know dark quarantine room in my house. Yeah, a bit of a different uh, time. Uh, comedy, a couple of things have changed in comedy since the, <laughs> since the show kicked off five years ago. But I mean, somehow, I mean, we've made it to five five seasons. And you, of course, reminded me today that this is the exact actual week of the of the first time we hit the air. Of course, shout out to Sandra Carusi who started it all. I'm sure uh, she'd be proud that we're still somehow on the air and comedy still happening, even uh, despite all the craziness going on in the world and, and the shutdown happening in most of Canada. But of course, Vince, today on the show, we're not only checking in with Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, who's dropping a new album, but our friend Mark Anthony, who actually just did an entire tour of the West somehow during quarantine. Mark Anthony has been killing it social media wise, uh, stand up comedy wise, his tour of BC and Alberta. He's, uh, he's got a lot of uh, uh, plates spinning on his, on his turntable there, uh, and he's keeping busy, man. The guy's keeping really busy. That's the thing. I mean, this, yes, it's season five, we, we, you know, it's, it's a much, turned into a much different season than we thought when we kicked it all off uh, at the very beginning of the year with uh, Jim Gaffigan. Uh, a lot of stuff has gone on since then, but I think one thing we've learned in season five during the pandemic and all the stuff going on right now is that, Comics are nothing uh, but entrepreneurial and and innovative when it comes to rolling with whatever's thrown in their way because people are still finding a way to make comedy happen and very obviously there's an audience out there that, that needs it right now, Vince. People need the comedy. Hashtag express your creative juices. <laughs> I don't know how if that one's going to last. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to kick it off. Season 5. Five-year anniversary. Uh, we're going to kick it off first with our friend Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll and his new album coming out on Comedy Records right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. Whether you're here in Toronto where comedy shows are on pause or out west where it's almost like nothing's even happening. Uh, we're going to kick things oh, off. <laughs> right it's alberta just it doesn't happen i don't know what's going on out there but it, we'll find out later on but first though uh we've got returning friend of the show last time we talked to him was it was back in the spring it was in the thick of quarantine and we were in uh 
stage two or phase two or whatever we're calling it. And now we're right back where we started again. We've got Rodrigo Fernandez still on the line. How you doing, buddy? Hey there. I haven't left my apartment since we spoke last time. So this is basically uh, all I haven't even showered. So we're fine. We're doing great. It really does. I mean, we've and we were talking before the show, of course, we have you and then later on Mark Anthony Synagoga's on the show. You guys were on the same episode last time back in May. And it's uh, here in Toronto and here in Ontario. It's almost like we haven't moved like everything opened back up again for about five minutes and people were like comedy bars back and all the, all the shows are back. And then now it's all closed again, but out West, I mean, things are happening. But last time we talked to you uh, was cause you had this online sketch. You want a piece of, I'll say shite. We could say shite on the air. You want a piece of shite on that? Uh, <laughs> was, it was literally going viral. So you had this sketch that you and Pat Thornton and a bunch of your friends in comedy filmed this thing. And it really kind of blew up because people were at home looking for online content. And now, so you have a new album, Fog and Lasers 2, that's dropping November 13th on Comedy Records. What have you What have you been up to in this whole time in between? Um, I've been recording an album. I mean, it's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been extremely weird throughout this whole time because you're going through so many different phases. Um, but, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to just chill out and, uh, get together virtually with a bunch of musicians. And we, uh, we created this album out of, out of nothing, really. We ended up, uh, making a song right in the beginning of quarantine. Uh, uh we made a song called piece of shit jogger, <laughs> which was, uh, which went viral and uh, I got to make that with uh, with my buddy who produced the Fog and Lasers 2 album, Chris Rennick, who uh, is one of my good buds. And uh, yeah, we wrote this song. Uh, the video went viral. The video was made by Matt O'Brien. Um, and uh, after that, it kind of took off where we said, you know what, we got a lot of time. Let's just make a bunch of tracks. And we did. I have a bunch of friends who uh, were nice enough to play on the album and co-write a bunch of stuff with me so guys like tyler kite from Dwayne gretzky ian doherty from july talk uh uh ferdy and robertson moore from uh the elwins uh joe harris from uh, the au pairs uh lydia prasad from the au pairs um uh, rich knox for he's the drummer for danko jones uh we got a bunch of people alex st kitts who is a, one of the best uh, bassists in canada um uh, all these people uh we we basically decided to uh to make a bunch of goofy songs that you know who knows what you're into if you're into songs about piece of shit joggers uh then uh, you'll enjoy it if you're if you were a fan of the last album you'll definitely enjoy this one as well because uh, we had a lot of fun making it but yeah i uh that's basically what i've been doing with my whole time is just recording and it, it's been nice because, you, you know, uh, wh- what better way to spend, uh, you know, living hell than to be creative? <laughs> well, yeah. And that's that's the interesting thing. I mean, most of the people we've talked to, you know, this last seven, eight months, whatever we're at now, since this since the quarantine really first started and, sh- and live shows went on pause and everything, is a lot of comics had sort of this backlog of, of, of albums they hadn't put out yet or specials they hadn't dropped yet and all this stuff that those sort of sitting on the back burner because they were busy doing gigs and being on the road and all that. So all of a sudden they went, oh, okay, well now I have to like flood this new content out and, and do something with this because this is sort of my my emergency reserve of, of comedy to put out into the world. 
We haven't talked to a lot of people so far who have actually conceived and released an entire project like this during COVID, really. And I mean, this is such a different animal than even a lot of, you know, what I mean, we all know and love comedy records for stand-up and sketch albums. They're, they, they were the first label in Canada doing that and sort of led the charge on that. But I mean, this is such a different animal than a lot of the content you can even find on there. Yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, we definitely tried to take with what whatever was going on at the time and turn that into a song. It wasn't like, you know, this was an idea I had four years ago. Uh, there's songs on there about, uh, you know, uh, Doug Ford um, and uh, with a lot of the things that he says that are quite ridiculous. I tried to take uh, quotes from him and turn it into songs. Um, I tried to take a little bit of what I think about um, what I think about the, the rich uh, and turn that into songs. <laughs> it's just it's just certain certain opinions that I have uh, that I d- decided to take out my anger in this like channel of uh, of beautiful music, you know, um, and and try to make that into something where people could listen to it, enjoy it, and then later on listen to the lyrics and go wow, this guy is pissed. Well, and it's interesting too, because it's almost like, you know, you're, you're, you're hiding the medicine in the candy in a way, because we're talking, the comics we have talked to lately that have gotten back on stage and have gotten back on the road in places where, where live shows have opened up again, people are kind of finding it hard to tackle a lot of the stuff going on in the world because we've all been stuck at home for most of the year watching all this stuff on this endless news cycle and people just want to get out there and distract themselves from it. It, for this, it's a way for you to sort of vent on this stuff and, and satire this stuff, but in a way that's still, I almost want to say, a good distraction. It's palatable. It's something that's it's, it's sort of buried in there, but it's engaging, and it's different than, you know, somebody on stage at a, at a mic talking about stuff that you're already tired of living through every day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're making this the most depressing interview ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just staring out your window every single day, hoping for the world to change. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I honestly just wanted to do this also because I felt like there was a bunch of stuff that I wanted to get out, and uh, I, I did it in the most like goofy musical way possible. Um, without uh, doing it in a in a form where I was like, I need to make a difference because realistically, I think we a bunch of us feel the same way. We're frustrated with what's going on, so I decided to to release something that uh, just um, says what I'm thinking at this moment. And then you know what? After this is released, I don't ever want to talk about COVID ever again. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. Um, but I, I, uh, I'm very proud of this because it's the most on, it's just one of the most honest things that I've done with a bunch of people that I love. And, uh, and this whole album is basically, uh, it's a collaboration between a bunch of people. It's a community that, um, we're kind of like the, uh, we're kind of like the, uh, Buena Vista social club, uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, a lot of lot of white people, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, well, and I mean, it is interesting because I, you know, we've been talking a lot on the show lately before we, before we go to break about how, you, I mean, obviously we're going to see artwork come out of this time period because it's a, such a massive moment in time. But a lot of people haven't wrapped their head around how to do that yet. And for this, 
it is going to be, you know, this album is sort of a snapshot of the time we're in, but it's, it's sort of, it's sort of a, a completely new take on that. This is something that was born during this. And I think a lot of people haven't figured out quite how to do that yet because we're still so in the thick of it. Uh, anyways, we're going to come back with more Rodrigo Fernandez stole and more of his album fog and lasers too, which comes out November 13th on comedy records. We'll be back with more inside jokes. Hey, this is Courtney Gilmore, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That was like a weather girl. (laughs) (laughs) You just got a job. (laughs) Well, Portland, Oregon, and slow gin biz. If that ain't love, then tell me what is Uh Uh Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you see the social distance markers outside the LCBO more clearly. How about that, friends? That's a new one, Vin. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> That's the most important thing to Ontarians on drinking. right now. Uh, we, of course, have Rodrigo fernandez Soul on the line with us with his new album, Fog and Lasers 2, which comes out Friday, November 13th on Comedy Records. By the way, Rodrigo, how did you come up on that release date, my friend? Were you just like, what, what else could go wrong this year? Let's just roll those dice. <laughs> Um, well, no, it was actually, I mean, with comedy records, they have specific dates that they want to release certain things. And, uh, you're kind of right. I just said, uh, whenever you can release it. And they threw a date at me and I said, uh, I think my response was what the hell just go do whatever you want. Um, I think that's what I said. um, yeah, there's no really specific, I mean, when you're do when you're dealing with this stuff, I, 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 tr- I honestly think it doesn't matter uh when you release it some people say like you should release it as soon as possible but for me i was kind of like yeah make it a set date and um we'll release it and see what happens because at the moment i feel like there's a lot of things going on where if you plan it too much people no no one's really you know no one's going to pay attention so i would say uh yeah november 13th just turned out to be a random date and uh I'm sure people will gradually start listening to the album, but um, I'm uh, I'm just stoked that uh, it'll finally be released for um, for all the uh, for all the uh, anti maskers to uh, to hate. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I, I was curious about a little while ago we had uh, some of the the main stage cast of Second City on, and they were talking about finally coming back after of course this is before you know we couldn't weren't allowed to be in rooms again with each other but they were talking about launching their new season at the beginning of september and how the entire cast obviously you know they would have to collaborate online and virtually and in zoom meetings and all that stuff they couldn't actually physically be in the same room together to rehearse scenes and to bounce ideas off each other in the writer's room for you, yeah. what was that experience like putting together this album? I mean, you have so many people from the music world and from the comedy world and, you know, friends of yours that you work with all the time. What was that like going back and forth and conceiving this whole, because I mean, it's, as far as comedy albums go, this is obviously a, a much, much bigger project than, than most. What was that like not being able to actually like sit there in person and riff off of each other? It was actually way better. Uh, there was no like studio time booked. You didn't have to worry about paying for any like rental, uh, you know, equipment or or space. Um, it was just everybody recording from their homes on their regular mics, uh, and 
like to tell you the to tell you the truth, it was very very relaxing. And like I said, what better way to output your you know your frustration than creatively through through like this? And I uh, I was able to just you know record my ideas as some sort of like uh, 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 like a normal bass track, and then send it around to different people, and they would send me their waves, and then we would put it all together into to make one song. So in a way it was, uh, it was much more, uh, you, it was, you know, it was, it, you felt way more free doing it just cause like I said, there was no limit to, uh, you didn't have to like, there wasn't anybody coming into the room being like, you gotta be out of here by six. Um, yeah, yeah. I could, I could do it for, you know, I could, I could make a song until three in the morning if I wanted to. It was, uh, it was great. It was, uh, it, it, it felt like I, felt like I, I had something going on uh, when really at the end of the day, this was all for fun. So it, it was kind of cool to just be able to do it and be like, Hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't owe any money to a studio right now. So it was great. But at the same time would have been nice to like be able to get together. We, I think we did it once we got together. I got together with like a few guys to record live off the floor uh, we did it in like the safest way possible. And this was a while ago when you were allowed to be in a room uh, with a bunch of people. Um, but, uh, but even with that, it turned out to be great, but you know, it was, uh, that was a one-time thing for one song, but all the other songs, everybody just kind of recorded from home. Do you think, I mean, you know, when all of this first started, I mean, when we, when we first started doing the show remotely, even back in March and everything was sort of hitting the fan and comics were in that panic mode of like, Oh God, I can't be on stage. I can't be on the road. What do we do? And people started figuring out how to use these online platforms and how to sort of work within these parameters. And I think at the time that was just, you know, an emergency effort of people just figuring out how to just keep an audience and keep putting out content. I think we've, we've spent, enough time now doing this where a lot of people I think have tapped into that notion of wait a second there's there's an audience here and there's ways to put things out and there's ways to still keep connected with an audience without having to yeah rent studio time or you know you don't have a room booked out in a theater and you're spending that hour before the show anxiously waiting for the seats to fill I think I think people have started to look at self-producing content online and finding that audience as not sort of a backup plan but actually a new way of doing things that i don't know i mean do you think this is the way that comedy is going to look moving forward even once this does blow over uh i think yeah i think this will be a way that we see comedy uh in the future and now really um but uh it's definitely not the way that you should see comedy i feel like comedy should be done live uh, through that channel of like stand up and everything, I, I really don't don't really enjoy the Zoom comedy. Uh, Zoom stand up. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like it at all. I think I did like two, and then I said, you know what, I'm good. Uh, and that's actually <laughs> the time where I said maybe I'll just make some music on my own, just to uh, just do that, just because uh, I feel like live performance will come back eventually, but um, it need it needs to. Uh, it definitely. Uh, it definitely does not feel good to do it over a Zoom show or anything. If you if you're gonna make if you're like I said with with comedy, if you're gonna do stand up, it needs to be live. Sketch and everything live too, but at least with sketch you can kind of like fit it into some sort of like film format. 
where there's yeah. like a narrative with like angles and everything, and it's more movie making, which that's kind of what I do more, uh, and I enjoy it way more just because of that. But even with that, still, you can't really get together with a lot of people to make something. So it's like, what can I shoot with me and another person six feet away and, uh, you know, like outside? So there's definitely these like limits to us right now, but uh, but I feel like it'll change at, at some point. Um, I mean, yeah, like uh, when when the vaccine comes out, when in 2027? <laughs> yeah, well, next week, according to Trump, but yeah. But it yeah, is true. A, I mean, yeah. And that's sort of, I mean, yeah, you know, being able to film sketches. I mean, last time when we had you on, obviously, you had the sketch that you guys had filmed before COVID, but released it during then. And it might have well as well have been filmed during this. That's sort of your comfort zone for sure. I mean, I'm not sure how many of our listeners realize even how many commercials they've probably seen you in. But that's, I mean, that's what you do. You act, you're on camera all the time. But I think you're absolutely right. I mean, people will find a way to use these platforms and make that sort of part of the overall offering in comedy or just another tool to use but nothing can ever replace that that sort of electricity and that natural organic thing of being in a room watching somebody on stage because every single show something entirely different can happen and every single show is just that one event that only happens once yeah i love going to concerts i'm a big concert guy i i i, I almost have an addiction uh, an addiction to it an unhealthy addiction but uh, this, like I, I, all the concerts that got rescheduled and everything. I mean, that's that's kind of something that I feel like when it comes back, I, I, I don't know. It's gonna feel, uh, it's gonna feel amazing. I mean, I think we need it, obviously, for our arts and culture and everything, and just the way we are. Uh, it, it really makes people feel better. So we definitely need it to come back at some point, and I hope it does. I hope it comes back soon. Um, and uh, I mean, I, it, once it does, there there will be a Fog and Lasers gigantic concert. There you go. Oh, I mean, we, and we do know it is coming back at some point. I mean, you know, we have Mark Anthony coming up in the show a little later on. And a couple weeks ago, we had Kathleen McGee uh, out in Alberta. And, you know, just talking about how, yeah, Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton, those comedy scenes have already mostly open back up again the road gigs are back again so i mean at some point it is coming back this way here to toronto and here to ontario in the meantime it's it's sort of the waiting game of what do you do next i mean now you have this album coming out on the 13th this has been a big project for you this whole time what's what's next for you what what do you want to do if you know whether whether all the theaters here in toronto open back up tomorrow or another six months from now what's next for you uh, well, I mean, I, I love making music. I love doing that. But my first thing is I'm an actor. And, and uh, luckily through this, I've been able to still work. I've worked on a couple of shows, uh, whether it be uh, Kim's Convenience or I'm on another show that I that I just finished uh, called Lady Dicks. That's going to come out in, I think, January on CBC. It's about uh, these uh, women detectives on a, on a cop force. Uh, starring Meredith McNeil from Baroness Von Sketch, which is another show that is on CBC right now. That oh, I'm excellent! On. Yeah, uh, really, really great show. And then, uh, yeah, luckily got to shoot uh, a few things during this time. Um, actually, on November 10th, on which is a Tuesday, I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, am I am I right? Um, yeah. On on NBC. The show Transplant, uh, I got to do an episode guest star, um, 
that'll be on November 10th uh, on yeah on NBC. So uh, if anybody uh, enjoys television dramas, I'm on that as well. But luckily, I've been able to do some stuff just because. Uh, they still shoot some stuff here in Toronto, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing that hopefully, and um, in uh, throughout the winter, let's hope that uh, you know people are still able to work in the film industry, which they have been. They've been doing a great job. They've uh, they've been setting up their test sites and everything within the studios, and uh, I'm really really proud to be part of like this industry where they're really really going out of their way to make sure that everyone is feeling safe and everything which i i feel like i i need to keep saying it to people you know because every industry should be taken care of and uh the people should be taken care of which is something the government needs to kind of step up and keep trying to do you know absolutely uh before we let you go and yeah see you have you you've been a pretty busy guy you haven't just been sitting in the same spot in the same hoodie this entire time uh you've got this album coming out november 13th you've been shooting stuff you got you have things going on my friend before we let you go uh where again can people check out fog and lasers too and basically all things rodrigo uh you can go to my website rod on the internet.com uh or you can uh go to my instagram at rod on the internet i usually update a bunch of stuff on there and um fog and lasers too will be out on Apple Music, uh, Spotify. Uh, it'll be out on YouTube with a bunch of music videos. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, the first album, Fog and Lasers, is already on Apple Music and Spotify, so you can go check that out. I think Google Play also. But, uh, yeah, expect a bunch of music uh, coming out on November 13th. I'm very excited for this album. Tons of great people that I mentioned earlier. And uh, couldn't be uh, couldn't be prouder to be part of this community. Yeah, I mean the the cross section of of music and comedy folks that you've put together on this actually is pretty staggering. You have yourself a little bit of a Canadian comedy. We are the world going on there. I think that's what's happening. Uh, that's the goal that is the goal. <laughs> that is what you have happening. Uh, Rodrigo, thank you so much, man. Glad to hear you're keeping busy and keeping safe. Fog and Lasers 2, of course, rolls out November 13th on Comedy Records. Check out comedyrecords.ca for this album and just, honestly, the flood of amazing comedy content across Canada that they're consistently pumping out. Um, and during a time like this, really, one of the one of the labels keeping the industry afloat. Rodrigo, thank you so much, man. Thanks so much, guys. It was great talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe. Take care. Thanks again, Rodrigo Fernandez-Stoll, and you can check out Fog and Lasers 2 on Comedy Records November 13th. We'll be right back with Mark Anthony Synagoga right here on Inside Jokes. My name is Nick Smorelio. I'm doing a Sebastian Maniscalco, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes, Toronto Global 640. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, Canada-wide and in fact, worldwide, if you happen to have the internet. Thank you again to Rodrigo Fernandez-Stoll and his new album, Fog and Lasers 2. But now we're pivoting over to another friend that we also had on the exact same show back in the beginning of what we're calling the COVID times, which are still very much happening, by the way. Mark Anthony Synagoga is with us. Uh, so, Mark, you've been up to a lot 
during quarantine. Somehow, I don't know how you've pulled off all this stuff. We'll get into it. Last time we talked to you, though, you had a a food review podcast that was obviously put on pause because of the fact that you can't eat in restaurants perhaps ever again. We don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but now you've you've stayed busy. So before before we get into like this tour that you just did, you've also been no stranger to going viral during all this, no pun intended. Uh, you know, your so first off, what was this whole thing about your your Nona got some some like sports press coverage for trying to lift a curse off of the Raptors? Yeah, so basically, um, Siakam was playing like garbage in uh, game six. <laughs> so in game seven, like, you know, I was, we were watching game six with all my relatives and stuff. And I was like, man, it's like he's got the Malocchio, which is, you know, uh, pretty much like the evil eye in uh, Italian. And, you know, my, my grandmother uh, practices uh, Italian witchcraft, if you will. Um, <laughs> which, it sounds insane, buddy, but I swear to God, this stuff works. Um, I mean, it didn't for Siakam, but um, I made her do it on him. And I was like, listen, I'd love to film this. If you could do it, like, can you do it on anybody? She's like, yeah, yeah, get the picture. So she like pulls up a picture on her iPad and like I go to the bathroom and I come back and she's like already like mid ceremony or whatever the hell it's called. And she's going out and I just I filmed it. I filmed it out of nowhere and it just, it blew up like crazy. It was on Tim and Sid, it's a sports center, sports net, TSN, like just way through the, uh, the sports internet. Toronto pages, if you will. Which is the funny thing. I mean, you are one of the comics we've sort of checked in with during, you know, this entire strange year of things being paused and shut down and all that stuff. You always seem to have some sort of plate that you're spinning. You always just seem to roll with whatever's going on. Uh, the other thing, of course, you recently dropped is you have, uh, you parodied Cardi B's already really infamous song. I'll just call it WAP. Uh, so you have your own version of this that you released. Yeah, which was, uh, you know, people obviously keep messaging me since that Tim and Sid thing, just being like, we want to see more of your grandmother. And like, she hates being on camera, um, which is just being like, I'm like, no, no, you could be famous. Just keep rolling with this. And she hates it. But I was like, listen, you don't got to talk in this one. I got it. And, you know, I, you know, I had a, a buddy of mine film the whole thing and we made a WAP parody version. Um, pretty much just saying all the things that make a WAP a WAP, if I'm allowed to say <laughs> WAP this many times. I don't know. Why the hell not? Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just me bleeping over and over again. And so, yeah, so you, you put out this video, which, again, I think people can kind of sense where this, <laughs> where this is going. But, again, it was something that you put out there, and the, the response was big. And, again, you're just one of these comics we've talked to during all of this where – I don't know. You're pretty, you're pretty resourceful. You just find a way to work within these parameters because, you know, we've had you on the show a few times over the years. And of course, before you always known for these big theater shows that you were producing and, and, you know, live stand-up shows that you were, you know, you're all, you've always been an independent booker and promoter aside from being a working comic yourself. Obviously yeah. a lot of that stuff isn't happening right now, but you've just sort of rolled with it. A lot of people have been in semi-retirement during this. You've just sort of gone with what's happening and figured out how to just keep your presence out there. I mean, I don't know if it's like just being Italian and always having the hustle. I, I know that makes me sound like such a loser, but, uh, you know, I've just always, you have to, you got to adapt or else you're just going to get phased out. And I mean, when an idea comes, like 
I regret the first half of my career not acting on these ideas that come in your head, and then all of a sudden it becomes too late, and you're just like, oh, forget it. I'm not going to do it. It's very easy to let ideas just go by you, and I'm like, you know what? There literally is nothing else to do, so we got to just start making this stuff, and I've just been putting it out, and the most random things tend to hit, and you never really know what's going to you know, get go viral or get 200,000 views or whatever the case is. Right. So, um, you, 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 you can't lose by putting stuff out there. So, and I've been fortunate because the fan base is growing more and more online. And that even showed by going out West, uh, this time around, like it was crazy. The response I was getting by new followers and was able to sell out my own shows and stuff just through Instagram, which I never thought was possible unless you were, you know, you know, somebody with like, you know, a million followers or whatever. Right. So it is crazy. Well, and that's the interesting thing. I mean, you know, we were talking to Kathleen McGee a couple of weeks ago too, also based out in Alberta and the difference between the West coast and here in Ontario and Quebec is, is staggering right now. I mean, we've, you know, here in Toronto, especially we, 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 we saw everything come back for about five minutes. We had comedy bar open back up again and yucks was doing stuff again. And then it all closed back down again, but out West. Yeah. You, I mean, you toured out there, people are touring, clubs are open, live shows are happening. It's, it might be a little bit different than before, but I mean, the comedy industry is still very much a thing out there. So we're sort of watching this from the East coast being like, when's it our turn, but we don't know what's, what's going to happen. And in general, Alberta has always been known as sort of the last, really, really the last sort of golden land of of the road dog and where you can where you can tour that same circuit and and the audiences are there. So when we come back from the break, I'm curious about what that looks like right now during during a time when the rest of the country is still very much on pause. uh, What that was like doing another run of the West like that. And is it the same as it was before? Uh, we're going to come back with more Mark Anthony Synagoga and his Western tour. He somehow toured half of the country <laughs> during a quarantine when everything else is shut down. I don't know how. But anyway, we'll come back with more Mark Anthony right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Fiona O'Brien, and I'm in quarantine in my bed listening to Inside Jokes. I said certified free Seven days a week Welcome back to Inside Jokes Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto And of course we're talking to our friend Mark Anthony Synagoga Who's no matter what's going on in the comedy world right now He's dropping viral videos He's dropping parody songs And touring the West So Mark, you just came back from a, from a run out West uh, which you're no stranger to, to being on the road in Canada. What, what was that like, though, right now during COVID when, again, like I said before the break, about half of the road work in the country is on pause and shut down right now, but Alberta is still this holy land of, of hitting the road. What's it like out there right now during all this? Honestly, man, it was amazing. And I don't want to throw any shows or any place over there under the bus, but they just don't care about (laughs) they don't care about the pandemic and i mean i was very lucky that um you know obviously when things opened up here i was doing the absolute runs uh, absolute comedy and uh was thankful to get a bunch of work and then the edmonton comedy festival was still running so andrew gross brought me out there and i had the first weekend of edmonton comedy festival and i was like you know what 
um, if I can tack on a bunch of stuff and go to all the places I've been and maybe do double shows and just see if, you know, my following's hitting out there. Cause you know, you check the analytics on your Instagram, whatever. So certain towns have like, I got a little bit of a following and that's just what ended up happening. Like one show led to another. They'd be like, Hey, we sold out the first one, come back tomorrow. And I would just kind of ride the wave a little bit. Yeah. Um, and all the shows were beyond sold out. I was getting made fun of for wearing a mask in every town you can think of. Like, uh, I, I'm telling you, it was absolutely nuts. No one cared whatsoever about the virus. And I mean, all the uh, businesses, let me cover myself for a second here. All the businesses did do all the precautions they're supposed to do. So no one go down on them. But the, the people of the towns just like you felt like the pandemic just didn't exist. And they were just like, listen, we're done with this. We're coming to shows. We don't care anymore. So, and I guess I caught that at the right time, but I mean, that's essentially what happened. Like all the shows were as full as they were allowed to be. Um, And if they weren't, you know, they would obviously book another show and do two, you know what I mean? If more people wanted to come than what they were allowed to have. And it was unbelievable. I mean, Alberta and BC are phenomenal. It was unbelievable. That's what we were talking about. I mean, obviously, COVID sort of changes the dynamic of everything. But, you know, for years, Toronto has always been that that sort of final hub for Canadian comics. It's like you you rise up through the ranks of whatever your stand-up scene happens to be, whether it's, you know, Ottawa, Montreal, Halifax, whatever, and you make your way to Toronto, and then you get your credits, and you get your paperwork, and you go to the States. That was, for the most part, that was already, you know, sort of always everybody's plan of action but now, I mean, people are looking at Alberta, not just because of COVID, but definitely COVID plays a role in this too. But people are looking at Alberta going, wait a second, there's a place in Canada where you can live and work in one of the cities and, and all the shows that are on in those scenes are pretty solid and, and worthwhile. And then you can hit the road and play this circuit. And there's work to be had, even right now, during a time where nothing else is happening. Yeah. And, you know, they've always been, it's very similar to Northern Ontario in a way that it's um, all working towns, right? So it's not like there's uh, like Toronto where, you know, um, a lot of people are commuting in. So a lot of these places you, you can just, you know, they want entertainment and there's just never enough of it. And you can go there and put on your own show and I can put on mine across the street from you the same night and we'll probably both be sold out. Like, you know, they just both, you know, all these towns just want to have as much entertainment as possible because realistically, like most of these towns are very small where, you know, there's a movie theater um, and a plaza and a half and that's it. Right. So, you know, you find the local brewery or the local, whatever the theater, a bar that's, you know, pretty bumping and you just, you book a show and they're like, Oh my God, thank you so much for coming here. And you're like, why? I mean, it's only an hour from Edmonton. They're like, you don't understand. We need this. <laughs> like, dude, they, they're just so grateful for having yeah. you out there. So, you know, I find that that's hard to find in Ontario where they're just like, Oh, you're here. Great. Yeah. Make me laugh then while you're here. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I, yeah, I am well aware. I have uh, you, no one, no one listening to this show realizes how hard I have been subduing my Thunder Bay accent for the last five years of being on the air here. <laughs> People would think they were listening to to Letterkenny outtakes if they if really I let it come out. But it is so true. I mean, you know, a lot we don't have that same thing in Ontario where you hit these small towns and people are 
are that appreciative. It's mostly mostly people just come up to you afterwards and ask, "Do you know Russell Peters?" That's mostly what we get. Oh God, it's the worst. <laughs> I love Russell, but yes, that is a terrible. That is always the that is that is always the question. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 been interesting to see how much you've been up to during all this and how you've sort of rolled with it. And I mean, quickly before we let you go, and we're gonna of course take a listen to your track, but for you, I mean, you've spent so many years here in Toronto and here in Southern Ontario producing these theater shows and, produ- and, you know, building your own comedy brand. Now, during all this, you've had a chance to just go out and just focus on being a working standup again. If, if everything happened again tomorrow and all of a sudden you could fill a theater again, would you, would you want to go back to the way things were before? Or do you have a different plan of attack now? Uh, I'd say it's a little bit of a combination. I mean, like uh, with being a working comic in Canada, you, you can't not produce your own shows. There's just not enough work to be had. Right. So I'll always be producing my own shows. Will they be as risky as they were before where I take on all of the risk and, you know, book the theater myself, sell all the tickets myself? No, um, because there's just so much more value with online. Uh, it's it's just crazy. You can really reach anybody in the world. You can reach millions of people at a time. So I am focusing a lot more on building my online presence to then kind of fuel the people into the door for live sales kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely made me realize where the focus should be. Mark Anthony, well, there you go, man. I mean, I love that you've just figured out a way to roll with all this. And before we let you go, uh, and and we are going to take a listen to that track, but where can people find all of your stuff online? Pretty much any social media platform at not Mark Anthony, Mark with a C. Um, and that's pretty much it. I got tons more sketches coming out in the next couple of weeks. So take a look at them. If you like them, share them. If not, there'll be another one in about a week anyways. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again, buddy. Stay safe. Glad to hear you're hitting the road and, you know, pumping out more content when you're here at home. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome, man. Take care, boys. Thanks again to Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll. And don't forget, you could check out Fog and Lasers 2, available November 13th on Comedy Records. And of course, Mark Anthony Synagoga, who is either touring the West or pumping out content online. Uh, That is five years and that is season five. And it keeps going no matter what the pandemic throws at us. That's our show. And don't forget, you can listen to all our episodes right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Mark Anthony Synagoga. More of the sauce, put some more of the sauce, put some more of the sauce, put some more of the sauce. I said, way too much to eat. Seven days a week. None is home cooking. Make that die game weak. Yeah, you cooking with my badass nun. Shipped her over on a boat, coming straight from Roma. I give everything I got for her fresh lasagna. Serve it up, on the extra sauce. Extra palm and extra hot. Put this pasta right in your face. Wipe your plate, don't miss a spot. In the pot, I wanna try. Grab a panini, dunk it inside. Right in my mouth, open up wide. Sauce so good, I just wanna cry. Fresh as each, I'm not surprised. Gain 10 pounds, got an exercise. I want you to go get five potatoes just inside of the garage. It's like a dream, it's better chain. All I'm missing is some broken jeans. First she cooks, then she cleans. That's just none of doing none of things. Hang from the top, super soft. That's a wop, that's a wop. My pepperoncini makes it hot. That's a wop, that's a wop. She's cooking, stop, stop. Stop. That's a wop, that's a wop Puffer Deli hits the spot That's a lot, that's a wop Put some more of the sauce Put some more of the sauce
Put some more of the sauce, put some more of the sauce, put some more of the sauce, put some more of the sauce.